Well, welcome to another edition of Confessing Our Hope, the podcast of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. As usual, this is a weekly podcast of Greenville Seminary, and if you want to find out more information about Greenville Seminary, you can do so on the web at gpts.edu. If you're interested in catching up on this podcast or want to find out more information about what is uh, coming up, what kind of guests we're going to be having, what are the topics of discussion, you can go to our website that is particularly and specifically designed to house the podcast, give information out. That is located at confessingourhope.com. And as usual, you can always write me at confessingourhope at gpts.edu, and I do everything I can to respond to every email that does come in. This is July 3rd, 2012, and this is broadcast 19 of uh, the program, and we do have um, a somewhat smaller format lined up for you today, but we're going to talk with a man who has, um, I'm sure everybody's heard of the website, but we're going to talk about the man behind the website and behind the service, and that is uh, the service is called Sermon Audio, and um, the man who started the the website, started uh, running it, and, and, and has moved it to its uh, current uh, status uh, where it is today is Stephen Lee, and he is a resident of Greenville Seminary, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and um, so I have him on the line today, and we're going to talk about his website, how it got started, and some of the services that he does offer, and how you can get involved as maybe a church or a member, and how you can take a full advantage of the services that are offered there. So Stephen, it's great to have you on, and look forward to um, our time together this, this morning. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Stephen, how did um, Ser- Sermon Audio has been around for about twelve years or so? How uh, what what gave you the idea to to start something like this? Well, uh, yeah, that's right. Twelve years we've been in operation now since two thousand, and um, it started very small, and it started really just to fill a local uh, need that we had in our own church, uh, the church that I go to here in town, basically Presbyterian, and um, the uh, my my passion has always been for a long time um, great preaching and the desire to get that great preaching out to more people. Uh, you know, as a as a teenager, I would have just boxes of cassette tapes of, of sermons that I just listened to over and over again. And I thought how nice it would be if I if I was able to share these uh, more easily. You know, around that time, uh, the internet was still very new um mm-hmm. audio you know streaming audio on the internet was even probably didn't even exist when i'm thinking about it and um so all this was very new um but it started really in the late 90s and officially started in 2000 where uh, our church was looking to get their preaching out onto the internet and uh, we had our own website uh and i i was taking care of that and we were, we were using something called Real Audio at the time. Hmm. Uh, that was the dominant audio streaming solution. Um, and uh, it, it was just a little cumbersome to get the new material loaded on there. And there's just some work involved with that. And um, I just thought uh, perhaps it's time to create a tool to make it easier for me, myself, to get some of the new sermons put up onto the Internet. And so what originally started as... Um, a time-saving device for myself kind of grew into, well, maybe other churches could use this as well. So that's how it started. Um, and it was really through the desire to, 
to get some of this preaching out to more people. Now, do you have a background in the technical information technology field? Yes. Yes, I do. Actually, I majored at Bob Jones University in computer science. Before that, uh, I was working for my father in the computer field uh, in banking software. And so uh, way back even in my high school days, I was I was really a programmer, um, did a lot of uh, sort of multimedia things with graphics. And so I had my hands in programming for a while. That's right. Yeah, because I was thinking about that. Our church um, is a member on the site, and um, I was as I was uploading some sermons this weekend, as a matter of fact, I got to thinking about all the technology that's going behind everything that's happening, how the, the file is uploaded and it gets encoded, and then it's, then it's available, and I thought, there's got to be a lot of programming aspects to this, because it's simple, and it's easily automated as far as the end user is concerned. Right. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to be able to use the site. Um, right. It's very user-friendly, um, and um, it, it just works. Um, yeah. And I, I thought, there's got to be, he, he, he must have some background to this. Now, as far as the servers are concerned, I mean, the, 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 you're housing tons of information. Um, right. Right. Uh, going back to, to 2000, are those servers uh, locally based, or do you have them scattered all over the country? Um, how does that work? Yeah, well, basically, uh, we have a lot of them that are just locally based uh, here in Greenville. Um, that That is something that we're constantly uh, adjusting, though, because of our growing needs. Um, and then we, we actually work with uh, two separate data centers around the country that we have a, a bunch of servers in. Um, and, uh, again, that is something that we're uh, changing as well, just uh, better prices we find or uh, better equipment, better service. Uh, but, yeah, we have data centers and we have local servers. Um, there is a lot of data that we that we process. There's over a million and a half sermons that are downloaded every month, and so that's a lot of bandwidth. Um, and there's a lot of different platforms that we distribute the sermons over the, you know, the iPhone and the Android and, um, and through the TV, through the Roku boxes. Uh, and that's constantly evolving as well. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, activity that's, that's going on. Uh, lots going on behind the scenes as, as far as um, the processing of the files and the maintenance of the site, um, keeping track of statistics and reports. And, um, and there's a lot of tools that we make available on the site for programmers and for third-party developers um, so, yeah, there is a lot that goes on that's very programming related. Yeah, and like I said, it's very end user friendly. Um, it shouldn't scare anybody off, uh, scare anybody away that's interested in taking full advantage of the services you offer because it's not it's not complicated. Um, it, it's right. pretty straightforward. You, uh, your pastor preaches a sermon, you get the data file of the sermon, you upload it to the, you type the sermon title in, and you put the date of the sermon, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, whatever it may be, and upload the file, and it's done. I mean, it's not, right, uh, right. It, it's pretty straightforward um, process. Yeah. Um, is, as far as the services you do offer, I know that you have different tiers of membership. Um, it doesn't cost anybody to go to your site and listen to any sermon they so choose, um, as far as a user is concerned. But what about your membership plateaus, and, and how would a church that maybe is thinking about utilizing your services, what, what kind of services can you offer them? 
Well, sure. Uh, basically, uh, it's important that we do point out, like you said, that to listen to the sermons is completely free of charge. It always has been. I, I believe it always will be. Um, in fact, um, uh, even major ministries are adopting that model. You know, once at some point they had uh, a pay per download uh, model, and uh, a lot of them, maybe all of them by this point, are switching over to this more just give it away for free type of, a, type of an approach. But we've always maintained that. Uh, so it's it never costs anything to uh, listen to a sermon. And that's from time to time we get some confusion about that because we do have some membership uh, options on the site, which I'll just talk about here in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people think, oh, you have to pay to, to listen. No, you don't have to pay to listen. So the, the membership options we have, uh, basically we have a $4.95 per month, which we call our plus membership and then we have a $29.95 per month, which we call our full membership, which is also a broadcasting membership. So the um, the plus membership is really just for listeners. It's not really to upload any sermons at all. It's just for listeners who want some more functionality. Uh, they have the ability to download sermons in batch. Uh, they have the ability to tag sermons as their favorites. Um, lots of different things like that. Um, the full membership is for a church that wants to put their sermons up on Sermon Audio, and um, that is $29.95 per month, and that allows the church to have their own page on the site with um, you know, a landing page, a place for all their sermons to be organized, photo albums, a web store, um, a blog, a place for events. But the sermons, they can upload up to 10 new sermons per month, uh, for that $29.95 per month, and that works out to about two per week, you know, uh, Sunday morning and evening. Um, and uh, so that works out for for the majority of our churches. And then, of course, you can upload more, for example, if you want to upload a backlog of sermons, um, but there's just a sort of an overage charge for that. Um, it's sort of a one-time thing, but uh, yeah, the, the regular price is $29.95 per month, and that, that allows you to have a presence on Sermon Audio, your church will be in the local church finder, which a lot of people do use. Um, so it's a good way to get your church some exposure. Sure. And then also what I've found very helpful um, for people who uh, most churches, a lot of churches have their own website. And what I found to be helpful is that you can take the code for the, their sermons and you can embed them onto their church website so that the sermons that are they would find on Sermon Audio as well show up there on their own individual church sites um, uh, at the right. same time so that yeah. it, uh, so you had only have people jumping all over the Internet trying to find the sermons for their own church. For instance, if you have people, uh, members of your church that are uh, either sick some week or they went on vacation and or for, for one reason or another they weren't able to be at worship, they could go to the church website and just simply right. click the most recent sermon that they missed. Right. Yeah, that, that is uh, that's an important point because some people, um, uh, especially in the earlier days, thought, well, we already have a church website. Why do we need to be on Sermon Audio? They see it as an either-or thing. Actually, um, we see ourselves as, as a supplement to a church website. We do not see ourselves as a replacement for the church website. The church website, of course, is uh, very important, and we would encourage churches to, to have their own website. But uh, like you said, we have a single line of HTML code that you can very easily copy and paste into your own church website, and it'll bring all of your sermons 
over into um, your church website. It'll integrate it right there. They won't leave your site to play the sermons. It'll play right there, and they can page through them. They can filter that list. They can search that list. Uh, so it's very functional, and it's just through that one line of code that you copy and paste, so it's very easy to bring them over. And so if you upload your sermon to Sermon Audio at one time, it not only appears on Sermon Audio, which where you're going to get some exposure, but it also appears on your church website automatically, and it appears on all the mobile devices that we support. So it really makes a lot of sense for churches just to use uh, this as a way to you know broadcast your sermons because they get the benefit of really uh, all those things that I just listed. Right, and they don't have to worry about maintaining the MP3 file of the sermon and uploading it to their own server, the right, bandwidth absolutely. issues that are right, all connected right. to having your own website doesn't become an issue, even though it's becoming less and less a problem nowadays, sure, bandwidth-wise, right. with uh, server farms. Um, for those who are listening and wonder what a server farm is, that's just a, a company that has rooms of servers, That's and, and people share space on these different servers across the, across the um, company that has them, but Anyway, be that as it may, um, a lot of those are opening up their bandwidths now. But it, back in the day, that wasn't it, that wasn't the way it was, and and bandwidth was you paid for it. So if you exceeded a certain limit, uh, obviously cost. But it's maintenance free. This makes it simple for the end user, the church that has a website and wants to get their sermons over on their own website. It's so simple. I've done it myself a few times. You don't have to be a web designer to do it. It's very simple. And in fact, I think you have instructions. Um, right there on the Sermon Audio site for churches to do that and how to do it. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's yeah. very straightforward process. You, you mentioned the mobile apps. I mean, back when you started in 2000, um, Real Audio, which is, I don't even know if they're a player anymore, no pun intended, um, in the whole game. Um, if they are, they're not as prevalent as they used to be. Um, but we fast forward now 12 years and and I read an article recently that the majority of data that's moving through the Internet now is happening on, on mobile platforms. And um, for the first time in, in the history of the Internet, uh, mobile platforms are controlling the majority of data traffic. Um, and so you have now, not only do you have the ability for people to use their laptops or whatever the case may be, but now with smartphones and with the iPhone, people can actually, um, you have a service for that as well. Why don't you tell that's us a little right. bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and you're absolutely right. The mobile is very important. It's not just a um, uh, nice little hobby thing anymore. It's 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 very mainstream, and uh, we are actually moving moving in that direction. The world is, um, and so it's it's always sort of been our philosophy to try to be where the people are. Uh, we mm-hmm. we we are the ones uh, tasked with that uh, job. Uh, the church is busy preaching and it's doing what it needs to do, uh, especially in its local context. Uh, what we find ourselves doing more and more is just uh, we are researching how to get those same sermons out to more people. And so mobile is a, is a big part of that, obviously. Um, the iPhone was big. Uh, even before that, you had smartphones. And uh, we've always been interested in getting uh, the sermons uh, out onto these devices. We partnered with different companies uh, that are already on those devices. We've written our own apps. In the case of iPhone, we have our own iPhone app. Just search for you know, sermons or sermon audio in the App Store. Uh, on the Android as well, 
uh, very popular there, BlackBerry, and um, on the Windows Mobile. And, uh, you know, the up-and-coming uh, sort of revolution with all the tablets and the iPads and the uh, the new Android tablets that are coming out and the Kindle, Fire, and the Barnes Noble Nook, you know, we're all on, on those tablets. So um, it's really important to us that uh, that we don't treat this sort of um, – um, like some novelty, it, we feel that this is where people are. Maybe not uh, you personally or the people that we know, but there, there is a movement towards this. And so, yep. whatever we can do to uh, so anticipate that, and the churches don't have to worry about trying to get onto all those devices themselves. We're doing that hard work for them, and they just upload it, like I say, the one time. And what we like to say is you upload it once and it appears everywhere. And so um, another big uh, popular one is even just televisions. Uh, they have devices now like the Roku and the Apple TV, and there are more coming out that uh, make it very easy for people to just tap into an app like ours and view like a live webcast or their latest sermons from their church or the the local churches that are around them just through the television and that's good for um for example for elderly people you know our own church we bought like five of these roku little boxes they're very expensive like fifty dollars each right we had them installed uh at the elderly homes and um they love it they love the fact that it's through their tv because they know how to use that they can't use maybe a laptop as well um and it's big you know it's a it's not like a web browser it's these big buttons it's a big tv style interface and uh, you know they can they can keep up with the church services that way and they uh, they really enjoy that and so um being out on the mobile platforms to us is a is a really big reason why i think um churches should should consider broadcasting with us yeah, you, 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 I love the mobile idea. Um, back in the day, it used to be you had a cell phone, and then you had a PDA, and then you had a MP3 player. You know, these right. three devices that you're carrying around all the time, and you, it was, it, it just wasn't, it, it wasn't efficient. Um, right. Now, this with the smartphone uh, pretty much dominating everything, it's a PDA, it's a, it's a phone. I think. I mean, I almost never use my phone as a phone. It seems. Um, either sending <laughs> sending text messages or whatever, but I'm almost never talking on it. Yeah. But it is a phone. Um, it's a PDA. It's got all my information there for calendar and appointments and whatnot. But it's also an MP3 player. It, it, it and with these apps that are designed by uh, by you and, and and a host of other people, of course, um, right. design apps. You have that right there at your fingertips. You stick your headphones in wherever you may be, and you can. Right. You're stuck in an airport. And you got a layover of two or three hours. You have good resources you can go to, to listen to and, and use your time wisely and efficiently. It's right. right there on your phone, and it's a small download. It's not even a big. I think last time I checked, it was a little over two megabytes for the sermon audio app. Maybe a little bit bigger. But um, you're not storing any of the data on your phone if you're worried about space because it's streaming it right off the net. So right. three three G four G data transmission. Um, very simple process. I use it all the time myself. Um, love it. I have it on my Kindle Fire. I have it on my phone. So um, it's an yeah. excellent resource um, well, to use. Yeah, well, what people may not realize is that there's an awful lot of people who use or who access our site um, to to fill their time on the uh, on the commute back and forth from work. Absolutely. And so there's maybe uh, an hour or 30 or 45 minutes back and forth. You know, people who live in 
the bigger cities. And that is a big way that people uh, listen to sermons. And if they have it, uh, you know, in a mobile sort of platform, then, then that's extremely convenient for them. And I have to stress that, yes, there are, uh, you know, ways to get uh, material onto mobile platforms. You mentioned that there are lots of uh, companies out there who are sort of uh, getting on this bandwagon. But uh, what we are trying to do is we're trying to sort of unify the whole experience so that, uh, you know, you just upload it to the one place and then it appears everywhere and you never have to worry about it again. Uh, not only does it appear on your website, but um, on Sermon Audio itself, which we still think is um, a very important reason why churches need to be on there, not just as a uh, sort of a technical back-end hosting site, but because there are so many people that use the site, um, it gives you that much more exposure. People uh, sometimes think of Sermon Audio more of a advertising expense uh, than the cost of hosting a file. Right, right, sure. And I love the idea that you had with the Roku's and um, with people that are, um, you know, they're shut in, they're shut yeah. in, they can't get to worship. Um, being able, to, that's a ministry opportunity for the church to, you know, spend. They're not expensive. You're right. Uh, Fifty, sixty bucks. You drop these things in. They interface with their current setup at wherever they may be, and boom, they're on thirty-two inch TVs or whatever size TVs they may have, and um, right. in living color. And it's a very simple process, which really leads me to the other area that you um, are involved in on sermon audio, and that is live webcasting. Um, right. A number of churches have taken advantage of your live webcasting service. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, we have uh, several hundred churches now who use that service, and um, basically it just allows them to stream their uh, church service, uh, both video and audio, or some of the churches just elect to do audio, and that's fine, uh, through our servers, and it's a, they send up a single stream of uh, 500, 600, 800 kilobit stream, and they can send up multiple streams, up to three separate streams for like a high, middle, and low. And, you know, we don't have to worry about all the details of that, but they send a single stream up to our servers, and we, from there, you know, advertise that out. Hey, here's a live webcast in progress, um, and people would tap in to our servers. And so um, the big benefit uh, that we bring to the table, I think, is um, the exposure that we can give to the churches and the fact that all of our web streams uh, appear on the mobile platforms again and the fact that um, it's a flat rate-based pricing, meaning that it doesn't matter if you have uh, five people tuning in or if you have 500 people tuning in, it's the same exact cost. It's about, uh, I think it's $5 an hour to do video, $2 an hour to do audio. And so you can very easily uh, anticipate and budget for something like this without having to worry about, well, um, you know, what if we go over that? There's, there's really no, no, nothing like that. Uh, so that's, yeah, we've, we've done live webcasting now for uh, several years, and it's been very popular. Yeah, and I've seen it myself, and it's actually very good. Of course, the quality of the webcast is based on the end user's equipment, certainly because they're the ones with the cameras, and the you guys don't you're not involved in that. I, I think you assist in getting those things set up, but as far as you know, if you use a cheap camera, you get right. cheap you get a cheap quality. Um, that's, you know, so that's right. 
but I think you do offer some technical advice as far as how to make that happen. And it is a little more technically challenged for churches that want to do a live webcast as, as far as positioning and equipment mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But once you have that in place, the process, and I've seen it myself, is very simple. Um, yes, yes. It, it, it is very straightforward. Um, so if you're interested, if you're listening and you're saying, you know, I'd like to have my church do that, or we'd like to explore that, and maybe we're having a special conference and we'd like to use try it there, um, get in touch with them at, at Sermon Audio, and they'll be glad to help you uh, with any questions you may have that pertain yeah, to yeah. that type of thing. I do have to ask you a practical question, because this, this is the kind of question that somebody might be thinking about, and um, with the Internet and everything that's going on on the Internet, um, there's there are some people that have decided that they're replacing their regular attendance at worship each week because they can listen to sermons at home. Right. Yes. How would you respond to somebody who says, "Well, you know, you're you're helping to facilitate people to do that"? Well, this has been a, an argument that was raised uh, probably since the radio days. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's basically anytime you're you're uh, getting uh, sermon material, uh, church material out to where people are in their homes, uh, th- that is always going to be a potential. Well, then they they don't need to come out, do they? Um, no. Uh, quite frankly, uh, we've seen the opposite happen, where mm-hmm. people get exposed to churches and to ministries and to preaching that they maybe haven't heard before, and uh, they go seek out that church. Uh, we have just tons of feedback from current broadcasters, and you can read a lot of them online. Uh, we don't post all of them there, but we put a lot of them there. Um, a feedback from current broadcasters on Sermon Audio saying, that they get visitors constantly to their church uh, because of, you know, and how they found it was on Sermon Audio. We have a local church finder there. And so uh, we actually find that the experience is opposite. I know theoretically you can make that argument, but in practice what happens is that uh, people enjoy something so much. Um, and, you know, uh, you, you know how this is in, in your own experience. You enjoy something so much, you actually want to go meet that person or go, go seek them. Sure. it out, whatever it is. Sure. Um, and so that's all we're doing is giving uh, exposure to some great things that are happening in your church, the great preaching or the people there, the music, the fellowship, um, and letting the world in on that. Uh, you know, when people drive by your church, they can't see anything of what's going in there. You might have a nice sign and, you know, come on in. But you, you need to be able to... Um, give them a, a safe and easy way to peek inside your church and, and uh, get a taste for the preaching. And uh, so that's, that is what we are doing. And that's, we have actually found the opposite to be true, where people will actually find these churches to go visit them. Sure. And of course, there's always going to be the one or the occasional individual who um, just for better, for, for lack of a better way of explaining it, just doesn't understand what church is all about and the importance of being with the body of Christ in a physical presence. And so the sermon audio, I think what we want to be real clear here is it's not a replacement right. for attending worship each week. No, no, it's no, a, absolutely. It, yeah. And we would be the first to, uh, to, to, to say that uh, it is definitely not intended at all to, to replace what you, what you get in your local, in your local body. But, um, what it is is a way for the local body to share with others, you know, what's happening there. Absolutely, that is absolutely true. Um, 
one real quick question because um, you, you send someone to sermon audio, and, and as you said, there's over a million and a half different sermons. How do I know what I'm getting is safe doctrinally? Right. Well, we have uh, articles of faith that the broadcasters must sign off on uh, in order to even be on the site at all. And uh, you can, it's all public there. You can see we have a section there for the Articles of Faith. And when you go to sign up, you know, you have to you know, make sure that you read this and you check that, the, you know, you, you sign off on this. Um, and, and basically, just in summary, it's, it's a very um, orthodox uh, listing. It's about nine or ten uh, articles there. You can read them. It's, it's, in, it's, it's very easy to read. It's nothing... Uh, too lengthy, but um, it just makes sure that all the churches there, we're not going to have uh, liberal churches, for example. Um, we wouldn't have uh, even uh, charismatic churches. Um, and we, we basically, we know that there's a lot of sites out there who, who don't have those sort of same standards. And that makes us a lot more, um, and I don't like using this word because it has a negative connotation, but it makes us a lot more narrow mm-hmm. in, who, in who would use our site. But uh, that's just who we are, and, you know, take it or leave it. And we know that our market uh, is going to be a lot smaller because of that. Um, but uh, we just feel like that's based on our own convictions. And um, uh, like I said, just go ahead and read those articles. And if you are in agreement, then you are welcome to join us. But um, over the years, we've had uh, numerous occasions where we've had to um, – take churches off because mm-hmm. they, you know, they said that they agreed, but in actuality they didn't, or uh, we just have to, you know, reject them outright, even though the church itself, and this is a kind of a sticky point, um, but the church itself may be in agreement with the Articles of Faith, but the denomination that they're a part of is, is clearly not. And so uh, things like that, we, we are still trying to maintain, look, we want to be... Uh, we want to make sure that uh, the people are not confused. Um, and so, it, like I say, it does make us more narrow uh, because, um, because we have those, those situations that would, would seem to be unreasonable. But mm-hmm. we're just following our convictions. And, uh, you know, if you want to join us in that, then that's wonderful. If, if not, then I'm sure there's plenty other uh, services out there. Yeah, I remember one. I remember a particular situation that occurred. I won't mention what it was, and uh, but it's it's a it's a situation that that affected a denomination in the, in the United States, and um, and a number of churches that were on sermon audio were not on sermon audio anymore because of it. And yeah, but I right. but I but I commend you for taking that stand, and I think that helps. Um, though you're not a church, and you're not bound by some of those. Right. Same right. rules, but yet you still see the importance and the wisdom to try to be carefully and 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 discerning about what right. is presented out there, because um, there is sort of this unwritten mentality, though it's false, that whatever's on the internet is true. Um, right. Yet you know, um, and and people sort of just assume, and um, especially when you have the reputation that you have there at Sermon Audio. Now, I'd ask you for the website address, but I think that would be silly. Um, it's just sermonaudio.com. <laughs> yeah, if right. people are wondering, have never heard of it before, which I would find to be shocking if yeah. someone told me they never heard of Sermon Audio before. But um, if you haven't used it, and if you've never taken advantage of the different resources that are available there, um, if you're doing um, 
a paper on something, if you're researching something, a topic, a particular thing that you're working through on your own, and you wonder what other people may be saying about this, are there sermons being preached on it, are there lectures out there, I can assure you, you're probably going to find something in Sermon Audio. And you can easily find it by searching um, by broadcast or by speaker, by series, once you can drill down to very specific details. and. so utilize that. Um, it's a it's a huge advantage. I've used it personally myself many times for that purpose. And right. um, so, and then if you want to have it, as as Stephen was saying, you you've got a, a commute each day with cars nowadays. They have the jacks and the plugins for your smartphone. You can simply fire up the app, plug it into your stereo system in your car, and and you're listening to a sermon, using your time more wisely probably than just sitting there aimlessly drumming the steering wheel with your fingers. Um, you've got something there to listen to that's edifying and beneficial to your spiritual growth. Um, and it's simple. And now the way the cars are going, and I'm sure you guys are probably already starting to think about some of these things, the way cars are heading, um, they're interfacing now with, with the data networks right in the car, um, or touch screen and the whole thing. And, um, it might be out of my reach right now, but, but that's on the horizon where all of this stuff that you have on your phone will be interfacing right with the cars themselves. And, um, so watch for an app for that at some point down the road. Stephen, it's been great. I know you're busy and you've got a lot on your plate, and I don't want to keep you any longer than necessary, but I've really enjoyed your service. I think it's a great service to the church and, and, and God's people in the community um, and, and, and for very reasonable. Uh, if people want to join up as broadcasters, it's not expensive. Right. Again, if you're just an end user and you just want to listen to sermons, it doesn't cost you anything. Right. Um, so um, take advantage of it, but I've really appreciated the work you've done there for the last 12 years. And I think the Lord's been blessing you in it. And um, I think it's just, it's just an overall good thing for the church to have this uh, accessible material, this, these sermons so easily and readily available. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I I do appreciate that. And I I would definitely encourage people um, to, to make use of the great resource that's there. I mean, it's all free. It's easy to share with coworkers and friends who maybe, struggling with something or who are not saved. Um, and, you know, we have all of that in mind when, when we when we uh, work on the site to try to make it easy for, for you people to enjoy the material. So definitely go out there and enjoy it. Absolutely. And one thing I didn't mention and I should have mentioned earlier is that not only are you on mobile apps and, of course, on the web, but you also are on Twitter. And, yeah. and one thing that I, I like about um, Twitter. I mean, let's. I mean, we live in this social network era. I mean, we might as well not fight it. We might as well use it. Um, one thing I I'd like is that when you do up as a church, if you upload and if you're on Twitter as a church, and you upload a sermon, you can s- set it up so that it automatically tweets out that sermon was right. released, updated, and you don't have to worry about that. And if you backlink it with your Facebook page, it does it right. all at the same time, and right. it's very simple. One one thing done, and it goes everywhere. Just That's like right. you were saying. Right. So, yeah, and uh, benefit of course of. Uh, of those networks like Twitter and Facebook, uh, for those who may not know, is that, uh, you know, you have a, a circle of people that have sort of tapped into your friend's circle. And so, you know, you, you put something out there like a sermon and you don't have to even do anything anymore. You just upload that sermon and we'll automatically put it out there for you. And all those people get notified immediately that, hey, a new sermon appeared from, you know, my church. And um, it's just one more way to get it out there. That's right. That's right. It's a great service. I encourage my listeners to take a full advantage of it. If you haven't recently, check the site out. They're, they're changing things, and they're always staying on the cutting edge. So take a look at it. Use it. 
If you have a smartphone, download the app. It's not that big. It won't take up any space on your phone. Stephen, it's been great. I really appreciate your time and your willingness to talk to me today about what I think is a really just a wonderful service that you've that you've done. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it. You're welcome. Coming up um, on the program, well, I'm not going to spend the time talking about it. Go to our website, confessingourhope.com, and you can find out more about what is coming up on our podcast. Um, we're relatively new and young, and um, so tell your friends about this podcast. If you have any suggestions for guests, write me at confessingourhope at gpts.edu. Again, if you want to know more information about Greenville Seminary, we have a summer institute coming up here at the end of July on conflict resolution. I would encourage you to go to our website and look at more information about that. Um, We also have a Southern Presbyterian class that is coming up here in the middle of July with Dr. Morton Smith, who's teaching it. Um, Again, you want to find out more information about that, simply go to gpts.edu. So until next time, we thank you for listening to this particular edition of Confessing Our Hope, the podcast of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary and God bless.